0: You are listening to The Sounds of Positivity with Crystal Mars. The realty you need to navigate through life. Join me for discussions on topics from business to marketing and gain insights on how to start and get the work done. Hi guys, I'm Crystal Mars, I'm social media strategist and marketing enthusiast. And today on Positivity, we're going to be talking about personal branding. So I brought on my guy, Joel Manning, if you're not sure who he is. He's a host, he's a speaker, he's a personality, but I guess he would be able to better tell you who he is. So, Joel, tell us about you, who you are, what you do.
1: Who I am, what I do, well, I'm Joel Manning. Yeah. <laughs> um, who I am is just a regular human being, to be honest, just walking life, living life, and having fun. Uh, but in terms of career, um, as you mentioned, I am a speaker and a presenter. So basically, it's just a case of somebody calls me, say, hey, I have an event, and I want you to host it. Like mm-hmm. Go "I pick up your phone, and they talk. I would say that, a school calls me up. They have a topic, and whether or not it's a graduation, simply talking to a class, and that kind of stuff. So that is what I do for a living on voiceovers and all that other jazz. So basically, just talk for a living. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it.
0: I, I said personality as well, and I noticed recently you got the mm-hmm. simulation.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That just, honestly, that's me just... I don't want to say bored, but I got a lot of extra time on my hands. Uh-huh. Because basically, I was overseas studying mm-hmm. in the UK, um, doing another master's. And uh, corona brought me back home. So I have a bit of spare time on my hands. So just a couple of ideas that I had previously that I just never rolled out. This is a case of I see something happening on Twitter. And uh, I just, somewhere along the line, started calling it dissimulation. And that caught on, and that is just basically it. So I just talk about what's happening. That that is it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's very very entertaining. You know, and it was like you said, it's current. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's current. And for me, I find that I don't think it's something that could go out of style because you're always talking about current topics. Mm-hmm. So I like that very very engaging, something to look forward to. So I mean, like, how does this tie back into Joelle Manning, like your brand overall? Because I think the first time I saw you, well, I actually came across your profile on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I was like, "There's a brilliant young guy," you know, speaking at engagements, and I think we as human beings, we draw to people that have, like, you know, similar interests, gotcha. right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, this seems a good guy, followed, and, you know, just start seeing your posts, et cetera, but, I mean, like, the Joel I see ain't any simulation mm-hmm. isn't the same Joel that I initially saw, so, I mean, like, for you, mm-hmm. I guess this is, like, a different side of your personality that you're bringing that you probably didn't bring out before, so, I mean, like, how does that tie back into, you know, the whole presenting and speaking and... If you get what I ask yes. I get
1: you, trust me, I get you. So basically, when I first started out, people wanted me to do exactly what I'm doing now. Okay. But my focus was on ensuring that people took me seriously as a brand. Because I find out when you start out with only comedic lines, people to see you as a comedian only hire you as a comedian. But that wasn't my goal. So basically, I straight away, or rather shied away from it in the initial stages. Okay. Making sure that I branded myself as... I want to say not a professional, because you could be a professional comedian as well, but just somebody who would be taken seriously in the industry, and you hire me for talks, you hire me to host, basically. But it was always, like I said, before ideas I had in my head, but just never rolled out. So it's things that I would literally think about every single day. I would have to do them probably in my head, but just never actually record them. Okay. So now that I am back home... People know me as Joel Manning, the presenter, Joel Manning, the speaker. I figured that this now could just rope in another set of audience because there are people who already follow me and know me for serious work. But now this has now kicked off my engagement in a totally different direction. So people who would not naturally follow my content because it's a little more serious now tune into my quote-unquote jokes yeah, and then now pick up on my serious content and say, oh, you know, he actually does other stuff. Yeah. But when I first did it, because it just started out as a random TikTok where I just did um, videos from off of C B C. So it's like the songs that you would hear before the C B C News, that was the first one I did. Then yeah, I saw I that. Did, that was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and then from there I did the lottery because that was just another random one in my house Saturday night. And I told myself that if I'm gonna do these things and you're gonna be engaging, yeah. I could as well tie them up to exactly what I do. So I threw on my jacket and a shirt, and basically how it ties back into my brand is that I present everything. Yeah. So people have gone from seeing it as just me doing TikToks or me doing jokes to, hmm, this guy could be on the news or this exactly. guy could be hosting, you also, So even though it may be more comedic, yeah. it literally ties back into somebody's subconscious that this is what I do. They accustomed seeing me in a jacket before but talking seriously. Now they see me in a jacket doing something just a little lighter. So, I'm presenting the exact same things that I would have done before, but in a fun way.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, right, so in terms of personal branding, uh-huh. you know
1: what I'm saying?
0: How do you define personal branding?
1: For me, personal branding is rooted back in identity, mm-hmm. it, it goes back to who you are. Your brand cannot be anything other than who you are. If it has the case, then it's not authentic. Exactly. Um, so, for me, personal branding started funny enough as a five minute, talk in my phone kind of a thing because basically coming up over the years i would have written down quotes so when something comes to me i write it down on my phone so i basically have about let's say about 40 50 60 quotes maybe written down on my phone going back to my iphone four days oh, wow. yeah so it's just a case of i think it's probably starting in 2013 maybe mm-hmm. and just whenever it comes to my head i write it in my phone mm-hmm. so that came forward and there was a note which spoke to being rooted in who you are yeah. as a person, and that personal branding for me started as a five-minute talk, essentially. Okay. Then from there, I started to build it out as I wrote more quotes. So it started as know your brand, yeah. know why your brand exists, invest in your brand, sell your brand. And the why hit home for me coming out of a guy that I follow a lot called Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. He yeah. talks a lot about why you exist, what you do, and the fact that. Everything that you do is rooted in a why. So it was a case of, all right, you know who you are, but then why Why, why do you do what you do? Why do yeah. you exist kind of a thing? Okay. So it's all fine and dandy to know who you are. That is your personal brand. But then adding a reason to your brand, a reason to speak, a reason to go to work, a reason to do everything you do. So after knowing who you are, it is knowing why. And that is your fuel, your engine. Yeah. But then after that is a case of knowing that, knowing why is not enough you actually have to now get up and invest in that whether or not that investment is a case of time whether or not that investment is a case of finances a case of connections is about ensuring that you put in the blood the sweat the tears to actually make the way make sense yeah and then finally selling it because it's cool to know who you are it's cool to know why you exist it's cool to put in the energy the hard work but then if you don't actually market that to somebody Who knows what you do who knows why you're here you know who knows anything about you kind of a thing so that is how all that came together for me as personal branding
0: okay i mean that's quite funny that you said that because like recently i've been indulging into personal branding Mm -hmm. and somehow i guess like many people i just thought it was self-promotion for me Mm -hmm. it was just like me getting better you know trying to make myself better be the best i could be Mm -hmm. and i think what i read said that personal branding is a leadership requirement and not Mm -hmm. self-promotion And to me, that hit me, like, really, really hard. Like, for me, sometimes we look at it as just image. And I like the fact that you said who you actually are. Mm -hmm. You have to be authentic. And I find that sometimes people even use, like, mediums to portray a certain image, you know, in the name of personal branding. Mm -hmm. And not actually being that person. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I, when I talk about that, like now, Instagram, social media is basically an extension of your CV, mm-hmm. right? So one person might portray it to be a specific way, but then you go on um, social media, et cetera. You know, people, let's say recruiters or whoever, use these mediums to find out more about candidates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. And then sometimes people even manipulate what they post to portray a certain image. But like you said, you have to live your brand. You have to be authentically yourself, and then, even when you said selling, you could have a lot of skills, but if you don't market your skills, then how would your how would people know what you mm-hmm. do, right? And I find I find is a major I, divide, mm-hmm. um, people branding themselves and actually getting out there, et cetera. I just find is a major divide, and I find it's a skill that a lot of people probably need to harness. And even when I said um, when I read the that it should be a leadership requirement. Mm-hmm. Basically, I feel like a person should be ready for a specific role. So it's not where you have to force it. It should be something that, you know, you come to a certain level and it's kind of like, you know, maturity minor.
1: Mm-hmm. For me, it is not just even like one role. Because, yeah. for example, when I look at myself and I think about why I do what I do is about, you know, challenging and inspiring different people. I could yeah. do that in several different ways. And I find that, especially as young people, we we think we know we want to do and then we just think about one way in which we could do that thing, and if that doesn't happen, that is it. But there's several mm-hmm. different ways in which you can actually fulfill your purpose and the way yeah. you're going about certain things. So coming back, funny enough, to something I saw on Twitter in terms of young people coming out of UE with you know education and yeah. thinking that, all right, I have this degree and this degree fits this job. Yeah. But that degree can actually fit several different roles and fulfill you in the same way as the one job you've been focusing on. Yeah. So for me, it's not only thinking, you know, about one way in which you can get this done, but thinking in several ways in which this one thing that I am passionate about can actually apply to.
0: Okay. All right. So the information that you give me mm-hmm. you know the um different steps this is what your i am your brand seminar entailed
1: um pretty much yeah that is the four core principles okay of it and like i said you know it just developed over time so it started as a five minute chat and mm-hmm. basically evolved into a full hour presentation um as people hired me for different things so okay. i think the first time i did it it was literally that five minutes um, because the first one I did in totality would have been at Queen's College graduation mm-hmm. as their featured speaker and I somewhat tied in the principles to that then from there I think it was a primary school that hired me and then I did that but then the first major one was when somebody said you know what I wanted to speak for an hour mm-hmm. and I had never spoken for an hour yet and that was a case of where talking about the actual investing in the brand yeah so then I had to go back home and I had to literally flesh out material do research wrap my brain in terms of it, and then actually do it at home. So for me, before any presentation, regardless of how many times I've presented already, yeah. because I've done it countless times now, even though it's technically the same presentation, it's not in the same way because the audience is always different. Yeah. So it's a case of every time I have an audience, every time I know, all right, I'm speaking to somebody who's 15, I'm speaking to somebody who is 70, I'm speaking to somebody who... Um, it's not a Barbadian, you know, all these different things because I've actually gone to Antigua and done um, presentations as well. Okay. So, literally, before every presentation, or I know the date is, let's say, three weeks away, and uh, I'm in my house every single morning, let's say, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, up and down talking to the fridge. You know, yeah, that's how <laughs> I, literally, that's how I invest in my brand because okay. it's a case of I don't want waiting to wait until I get on stage to figure out how I'm going to do this. Okay. Because it's not about saying the same thing, but it's about ensuring that I am comfortable with the timing, comfortable with the material and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So literally, I would set my timer and I would stand up and I would walk and I would talk as if my kitchen was the stage, my fridge is a part of the audience, the stove, everything, and I literally connect with it, I talk to it. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like it is not good enough, I start my timer again and I go again. You know and people were actually like yo you sound mad but nah because i actually go to, I almost get headaches you know because it's a case of not just stopping when i think it is okay or good but okay. it's stopping when i know that i've actually impacted my fridge because my fridge is the audience so if i feel as if my fridge is going to leave with something here today i'm going to tell somebody else then that is when i could stop because when i get on stage it is about challenging minds because it goes past just inspiring. Because inspiring, you know, people feel good on the inside. Yeah. But when you challenge somebody, it means that there's an action after that.
0: Yeah, something so to take away. Y- you know, yeah. yeah. so
1: it's about making sure that when any person leaves any single thing that I do, whether or not it is a voiceover, whether or not it is a presentation, okay. anything whatsoever, that person must be able to leave and say, yo, I actually liked how he said X, Y, Z, or how he did X, Y, Z tell somebody xyz tag me and say yo this really touched me and i really like when somebody comes back to me and says yo because i don't know who's in the audience yeah. i think. i can't see half of the audience to be honest Me, it likes it in your face oh, right. that's the truth so it's about i don't feel like i did anything until somebody tells me that yo even if it's just one person because yeah. it's about having that impact even okay. if it's just one person at least one person coming back and say yo how you said this really relates back to you know, something that I was going through, something I was thinking about, and it's only then that I feel like, all right, I earned money that I was paid.
0: Exactly. It's really. Okay. I, I love that. I love that. Um, and I, I think I, I feel the same way, like, when I do stuff and somebody else, you know, gives the feedback, and then, you know, you know, I did a great job, and you actually... So, I like that. I like the dedication. So, I mean, like, how... I know you said, you know, how you started, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, you're so passionate about this, and I mean, like in terms of the goals... You know, where you see yourself going forward. You know, how did we come to meet this, Joelle Manning, as we know now?
1: Um, To be honest, I know.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't <will> know?
1: <laughs> um, all right, like, I do know. But basically, it was a case of, I always talk. So okay. in preschool, every report, too talkative. Primary school, too talkative. Secondary school, too talkative. So I always, in my job, had to deal with talking. Okay, that but was your gifting. Eh? Yeah, but talking about what, yeah. I never knew. And it was a case of... um. As my mother would say, I was misusing my quote unquote gift, talking Hold a lot on. of nonsense. <laughs> um, but it was like a time in my life whereby I hit an absolute low. Okay. Literally, in terms of the people I had around me and what's not. And it caused me to do just a bit of introspection in terms of kind of having a path and focusing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, funny enough, me actually getting on stage started as a joke because I would be going to the gym at about six o'clock in the morning and on my Snapchat, Are we doing something called motivational manning. And that just happened because... Right,
0: right. I think I remember that.
1: So I would just be talking. I would just like take one of my quotes. I had my phone. I would say it on Snapchat. But that was just me using time on my way between the gym and home. And then somebody was like, yo, motivational manning. I was like, "Eh, not really. But that's then how it became motivational manning on Snapchat. Okay. And then from there is how somebody saw it on Snapchat and asked me to speak at Queens College. And then I guess as time developed... And as I got more things, and as I kind of talked to myself, I taught myself a lot. Like, I sent myself voice oh, notes and things. Okay. Yeah, I I, 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 my head's strange some days, but, you know, it's just to kind of keep myself yeah. level. Because, like, in my mind, I call it the humble pursuit of the unattainable. Okay. Because the case of ensuring that I try to remain grounded, because there are days when you head to swell up when you get certain things, mm-hmm. you know? So, for example, I had a major crash after I kind of found the focus and I got what would have been technically biggest opportunity in my life. You know, you get the paid travel, you're moving all around the Caribbean, you know, you're doing the work. Yeah. And uh, my head got swollen to the point whereby I stepped out of line and got sent home from what was the biggest opportunity in my life and that kind of regrounded me
0: again so for me
1: it's about the humble pursuit of the unattainable because unattainable because it's like there are certain things that people say that are beyond you especially coming from barbados or especially because you live in a certain area and that kind of stuff so all the things that people say you know i should not be able to achieve those fall into the bracket of the unattainable and it's about ensuring that is the humble pursuit of those things always because every time my head gets swell, i (laughs) fall down so yeah (laughs)
0: Okay, okay, great, great. I mean, like, we stumble our way
1: it is to true. success. <laughs>
0: and I mean, sometimes people think it's a straight road, mm. but I find, you know, personally, professionally, that, you know, we have to have these downfalls to see where we could go right. Um, it's yeah. true.
1: It's true. Because <laughs> the, the, the major downfall that I had where I got sent home from the biggest option of my life kind of further created what I have here because I knew I had to work harder. Okay. Because I had it there literally in my hand and I kind of let it go. And it was not going to be easy to get back to that level and get beyond that level because that was never my finishing line. I was always supposed to go past that. So being sent home kind of made me work even harder. Okay. And so many things that I did would have never happened if I never made that mistake. So for example, I was talking at Granny Adams. I think the name changed now. I can the school name no, but it, w- it was <laughs> Granny Adams. Lady. And I was having a presentation there, and it was children who were either about to stop down or children who were on probation from okay. the principal, you know, the troubled children. Yeah. And uh, this cap that I was speaking at, and I told them about the mistake that I made and was one of them made a very interesting point. They were like, sir, you know that if you never made that mistake, you would never be here talking to us. And and it hit me that it's true because if I didn't make that mistake, I'll be doing <laughs> something else. And a lot of the people that I got a chance to talk to after I made that mistake and tell them about the mistake that I made and how I kept on going and that kind of stuff, I would never had a chance to actually impact their lives. So even though I acknowledge it as a major mistake, I don't have a regret for it because yeah. if I had to go back, I might do the same thing over again because you do things based on the knowledge that you have at any given point in time. And the knowledge that I had then, I acted on, you know, and it's only after I learned and, you know, went through different things that my thinking changed and what's not. So I I can't regret any mistakes I made. I just gotta mm-hmm. keep learning from them and keep growing from them.
0: Yeah, great. Um, so what's the future for Joel Manning? What is next? I mean, the last time I actually had a conversation, I think he was doing a master's in financial management. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. So I, I finished that one, and then mm-hmm. I technically finished the one now in the UK. Okay. Um, I was doing a master's in sports journalism. Um, at the University of Sunderland. Okay. But in terms of what next, I ain't got a clue. The truth. Oh, like, truth, wow. like Corona just. Whew, all yeah. my plans, like, I had different trips planned, different meetings planned, different things were all were down on paper, but not in stone, and corona took them out through the window. So in terms of what's next, I have no idea. I just know that I keep trying, I keep doing, <sighs> and whoever come up, come up, and whoever don't come up, don't come up, and I can just keep going. All I want to know is that I don't get corona. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. But in terms of what next, I literally have no idea. Like, if somebody's asked me a five-year plan, I could not tell them. Okay. I know what I want in the end, but in terms of the several different things along the way, I have no clue what's going to happen. So it's just a case of me taking every single opportunity available that pops up now and go with it.
0: Okay. This is where I feel like everybody experiencing the same mm-hmm. thing. Cause I, myself, I had like these whole goals of 2020 cause I am a strong believer in vision boards and mm. planning. So I find like 2020 hit everybody the same way. So I guess it's really, like you say, going with the flow for mm-hmm. the time being. Like, you got the end goal, but I guess the process for the time being, we just got to see how this thing goes.
1: Literally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so what is next? You got any advice for any young, I don't know, speakers, aspiring speakers?
1: Um, in terms of advice, I would always say go back to your way. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have that, then you can get some work, but it can cut out eventually. Because nothing is going to go forward or change for you if you don't literally know why you're saying what you're saying. Okay. You know, because it is, you can only fake for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, and that goes for every single thing, not only speakers, but everything else in life. You could literally only fake for a certain amount of time. There's going to be some point in time when somebody unravels the fact that you're just talking beer crap. Yeah. You're doing beer crap, you know? So I would say for anybody speaking wise or anything otherwise, you know, just because it's not going to come very easy, but think about what you do, what you do. Okay. And for any time you can think about that and focus on that, then the rest begins to kind of put itself in place because you could attach that weight to several different things. Like I yeah. say before, you know, it's not about just focusing on one job. I mean, you know, what, people have an ideal job, but sometimes ideal does not come until, say, five years down the road, you know? Exactly. And there are several other smaller ideal things that you can do along the way to get to that grand goal that you have, so, you know? Just ensuring that you think about what you do, what you do, and let that kind of fuel you and take you forward on a path towards wherever it is that you are going.
0: Exactly. I I in notes, right? <laughs> and I mean, like at the same time, this is some scary stuff because even me taking the you know the step to mm-hmm. actually go forward with this podcast, it is very scary. But it's something that I wanted to do for a very very long time. I always wanted to somehow inspire and motivate others, just like me, because. Mm-hmm. Um, my way, basically, I, let me see, you know, humble beginnings, you know, rough path, you know, not really sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally figured it out, I always knew that I wanted to help people that were in the same position as me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, while I'm on the process, I just want me like sharing, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why I started, you know, it's, it's not, everything is not playing in black and white, it's scary, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like as. You know, speaker-ish like you. <laughs> you know,
1: this happened over time. Like I say, it start with a five minute and graduate to oh, and then graduate into three hours, and yeah, it starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. It starts somewhere.
0: Um, thanks so much, Joelle, for coming. I really, really value your time. I appreciate this. Um, follow us on Instagram at BSocialPodcast, Social on YouTube at BSocialPodcast. Social Podcast. Um, see you guys next time. Thank you.